0: Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. We're taking a look at today's fertilizer market. It's volatile and the prices are high. So how can growers get the most out of their fertilizer program on farm ...to reduce input costs. Corey Rosenbush is the president and CEO of the Fertilizer Institute. He first breaks down for us why the fertilizer market is so volatile right now.
1: Yeah, it it is a very complex market environment. And, you know, it goes all the way back to COVID and some of the disruptions we saw with production... ...whether that be uh, delayed plant turnarounds, we had weather-related events that, of course, took a lot of plant capacity down when you had Hurricane Ida and the winter storms in Texas. 60% of the nitrogen produced in the United States is in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. And so those weather-related events impact supply. So we've started to come back from all of that. But then you add in geopolitical events like China, that's the world's largest producer of fertilizer. 40% of our phosphates are produced in China, blocking all of their fertilizer exports. So, completely removing any exports from the market. And then, of course, we've had the recent situation with, uh, with Russia invading Ukraine, which is our second largest producer of fertilizer in the world. Uh, Belarus produces 20% of potash. Russia has 20% of the potash in the world. So, almost half of our potash supply is now affected by, uh, by the conflict. Um, And then, of course, there's been high demand, so crop commodity prices being high means farmers want to maximize yield, which means they want to use fertilizer to achieve those yields, and so that that also has um, an impact on the market we're currently experiencing.
0: How do farmers get the most out of those fertilizer dollars?
1: Well, a couple of ways. I, I was in Illinois recently with a group of farmers, and I was asking them about you know their, their plans and said, well, you just need to talk to a retailer. And they said, we did talk to our retailer, and they couldn't give us a price, which they thought meant there was no supply. And there is plenty of supply. It's just the volatility out there means that no one necessarily wants to take the risk so far in advance because they don't know what next month is going to look like. So I would say communicate, 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 work with your retail agronomist, develop crop uh, crop nutrient plans, and look at stewardship. So, what are what are the uh, four R nutrient four R's of nutrient stewardship management? Wow. Applying fertilizer at the right source, rate, time, and place. You want to make sure you're maximizing that dollar on that input spin And uh, that's, a, that's there's no better time to to do variable rate application, to look at soil sampling, to use precision ag technologies. You don't want to be wasting any of that fertilizer. No.
0: How about getting scammed? Are fertilizer companies raising prices just because? How do you monitor that? And as a farmer, how do you make sure you're not paying a high price for no reason?
1: Yeah, so good question. It goes back to, to communicate with your retailer. Uh, you know, the retailer is there to serve the farmer. And, and at the end of the day, if the farmer is not profitable, they don't have a business either. So I think that communication is key. Um, you can watch the uh, marginal... Producer prices. So, marginal producer economics is where the global fertilizer price gets set. So, 90% of the fertilizer is consumed outside of the United States. That marginal producer used to be China. Because they use coal to produce their nitrogen, which makes it more expensive, we use natural gas and we have a more abundant supply. That has shifted to Europe. Europe is now the price setter. They are the ones that are the marginal producer because their natural gas costs went above 25 dollars per MMBTU, about 40 percent of their nitrogen production was shuttered uh, during that time so when you set that global marketplace that gives you a bit of uh, a price transparency then uh, and then we begin to trade at a discount to that so uh, you know it's it's not uh, as easy as commodity prices to look at but there are resources out there that will uh, that will provide that visibility
0: is there an insight to high fertilizer prices?
1: can give you some insight. I don't know that I can give you an end insight. So, you know, we, we don't necessarily make forward-looking comments. As a trade association, we want to be very careful about that. But what I can tell you, because you can listen to some of the publicly traded companies that are that are thinking about that outlook, and they'll tell you that this market condition is very different than what we've seen in the past. And, and the current market condition is one that we're definitely going to see through the end of this year and likely into 2023. So in 2008, which was what everyone remembers, when the markets went way up and then crashed back down months later. Very different environment. When you're not likely going to see that. And I think a lot of uh, distributors remembered that. Uh, That's why they didn't want to take long position. A lot of farmers remembered that. And so farmers were telling me last fall they're just going to wait because they think the prices are going to go down in the spring. And that obviously has not happened. And so very different market environment. I don't think you can compare where we are today to where we are in 2009.
0: Does the Fertilizer Institute advocate for onshoring fertilizer production? Are you driving any policy on that front?
1: Uh, absolutely i mean look we we represent the entire fertilizer supply chain so we have foreign domestic uh, producers but we have the distributors and importers and all of the ag retailers that are part of part of the uh, association so we know that we we need both we need uh we need imports because we're a net importer and it's resource dependent phosphate and potash are where God put them, and unfortunately, those big supplies were not necessarily here in the United States. Um, and and then, so at the same time, we need to make sure that government is creating a policy environment whereby the domestic production that we do have can be maximized. And so, I believe that in in recent weeks, in talking to policymakers. They know that investing in strong domestic production is a key part of that strategy, and and trying to figure out what are what are the regulatory roadblocks, like environmental permitting, that prevents us from uh, growing capacity here in the United States, uh, phosphogypsum reuse. So our phosphate uh, phosphate production byproduct is phosphogypsum. We're the only country in the world that aren't allowed to reuse that, so we have to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into stocking it into these entire large mountains that we have to maintain. Um, and then at the same time, uh, ensuring we have policy that supports abundant and affordable natural gas, because that is the feedstock for nitrogen production.
0: What else, Corey, should farmers know about the fertilizer market Going into the planting season,
1: well, I, I think uh, the fertilizer, or sorry, the farmers just need to know that that they've got a, a big supporters in the fertilizer industry. Uh, we know how critical the role and the job that the farmer plays. We're there to support them and in whatever information they need please, please reach out to your ag retailer and provide it. I think the other big question is, will there be supply? And I I can say that from uh, our outlook going into the spring, there will always be some pockets of disruption that we always have with a just-in-time commodity that's applied in a very narrow window. But generally speaking, I think we're feeling pretty confident about supply and that farmers will be able to get what they need for the spring. So uh, go talk to your local supplier and uh, make sure that you're planning well in advance.
0: You heard it from Corey Rosenbush, the president and CEO of the Fertilizer Institute. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.